This is episode six of One Page at a Time, Finding Books for Your Family, with Andrea, Beth, and Camille from the Family Looking Up podcast. Podcasting from Virginia and Dubai. This is One Page at a Time, where we bring you strategies and resources for using books in your home. We are your hosts, Jill and Amanda. So, Jill. Yes, Amanda. (laughs) We have a really great episode today. I'm so excited about this episode. I was fangirling. I was, as this was counting down until the interview, I was like, it's 30 minutes before. I wonder if they're getting ready. No, I bet not. not and then when it was 20 minutes before, I'm like, oh, I wonder if they're getting ready. I'm getting ready. I wonder if they're getting, like, I was so excited to talk to these wonderful ladies. Uh, we are talking today to the hosts of Family Looking Up podcast. And we're going to talk about books obviously (laughs) really (laughs) i know right surprise (laughs) but we're gonna talk to them about how they find books for themselves and how they find books for their kids or how their kids find books and the resources that they use the different ways that they find recommendations from friends we talk about how to find people that share an interest in books with you and all sorts of things so it's a great interview I'm really excited about it. Me too. Me too. They just, they make you laugh. They love to laugh themselves. And so listening to them, it just brightens your day and lifts your spirits and just makes you laugh. And remember that life is amusing and funny and happy. And that's something that I want in my life. I love feeling happy. Let's get straight to this interview. This really super fun interview. Let's do it. You're going to laugh. We've been laughing. Let's go ahead and laugh some more. So I feel like I know today's guests really well. Like we're besties, even though we haven't met. <laughs> From goat yoga to home innovations and mob fields, I often listen to their podcast whenever I'm in need of some sound parenting advice paired with some sore abs. Because honestly, sometimes I listen to this podcast just to laugh out loud. There are 15 children between these three moms, which is enough to form a rugby union. I know because I Googled it. We are thrilled to have with us today the women I listen to when I scoop the litter boxes and do other mom chores and need a little reminder that life isn't that bad after all. Welcome, Beth, Andrea, and Camille. Hey, that was a really good introduction. We need to hire you. Yeah. yeah. You did better introducing us than anyone ever has. (laughs) That's awesome. I will take that as a very nice compliment. Thank you. But we've already discussed before we hit the record button that you guys need to teach us the ropes because we haven't even published our first episode yet. But you guys have been going for how long with your podcast? 100 episodes tomorrow. What? No way. Yeah, what? true story. Oh, and it really oh. doesn't seem like that long. Like, honestly, it feels like we were just starting too. Yeah, I remember, seriously, I remember, do you guys remember trying to figure out how to even publish that first episode and be like, okay, yeah. I think maybe <laughs> this is going to work. So we remember we were there once and before you know it, you'll be up to hundreds yourself. That's right. 
<laughs> hundreds, hundreds, yes. Hundreds, so, thousands. Maybe. That's in two weeks. We'll be to the hundreds. <laughs> <laughs> yes, some someday. Well, so we're going to talk a little bit about your podcast, which is called Family Looking Up, at the end of the show. But okay. first, we want to talk about our podcast. <laughs> but we want to yeah. talk about books with you. And your first episode for your podcast was about books, right? Correct. The yeah. second. Oh, second. Episode number two. Yeah. Oh. Episode number two. Oh. Yes. Sorry. That's okay. Episode one was great too. I thought it was episode <laughs> one. I was with you. <laughs> I, I, I was a long so time sure ago. Of that. I should have gone back and checked. That's my bad. No, but good. I love that you started talking about books so early on. And then it got even better as you introduce a little segment that you do about the books that you're reading. And I can't, I mean, okay, I'm not going to do it. Come on, do it. With the British accent, come on, let's do it. You're here to correct me. So, ready. Literature corner. (laughs) (laughs) That's right, Amanda. Here we are, Poppy. Hello. Amanda, I don't do it either. (laughs) I let Camille and Beth do it all on their own. (laughs) Stop it, Henrietta. (laughs) So, can you guys tell me a little bit about this segment that you guys do? Literature corner. That's you, Beth. That's oh, you, what? Beth. Yeah. I don't actually know how Literature Corner was birthed, the <laughs> title and our amazing names, but we just had a constant stream of we were reading books and our guests were recommending books and we just kept ingesting and ingesting and we, then we wanted to share them and we have this awesome platform. So we're like, all right, well, if we put an accent on it, we can say anything we, we want. Can say anything with an accent. So yeah. yeah, we just started Literature Corner and it's like every time we get together now, it's like, oh, we got to do Literature Corner. I read another book mm-hmm. since the last time we were together and all of us have just found so much value in reading books with our kids and just for our own sanity that it's just become a real theme and something that we love. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you guys have talked a lot throughout the show about reading and about books. And there's been some library discussions in there that I know that <laughs> I have some PTSD, but I would like to just say this is Camille. I swore off libraries for a few years because I was too irresponsible to get the books back and I felt guilty. But I am a recovering library <laughs> Anti-library-aholic, because I have now gone to the library four times in the last two months, and I have all my books in on time. Thank you. Thank you. There, There is healing and recovery for all. That's wonderful. You're an inspiration to all of us. Well, that's all I aim for. So we wanted to talk to you guys, because you guys have so many children between the three of you, but also because your books are important to you and because you have so many children. So we wanted to talk to you about how you guys find books for yourselves. And then how do you find books for your kids or how do you help your older kids find their books? But let's start with you. So where do you go? What do you listen to? Who do you talk to to find books for you? Okay, this is Andrea. I'll start that out. So I've always loved to read, but I hate to get into a book and waste all that time and have it be terrible. So I pretty much just go off recommendations. I go off recommendations from my friends. I go off, I have the app Goodreads. And so I check Goodreads and I look at the reviews on there and I make sure that it's going to be a good story (laughs) with a decently happy ending because I can get so angry if I have spent 
12 hours reading a book and the ending is bad. Oh, that yeah. puts me in a serious funk. That's when you start burning books. Oh, yeah, That's what sure. <laughs> so I think I basically go off mostly all recommendations of, of friends. And I think that that's, uh, that's one of the big uh, things that I think about is, you know, everybody has different opinions and different likes and dislikes and even what you think is appropriate or not appropriate, how you like things to end, not end. I think it's super important to figure out which friends you agree with, you know, Mm. after you've read one or two books based on something that you hate, you know, from somebody, you can just roll (laughs) them out in your mind. You're never going to listen to their opinion again. But when you find someone who you generally agree with, man, that is gold because I don't know how many times I have a sister-in-law and usually the book she loves, I absolutely love. So I'll call her and say, okay, I just finished my audible. I need a really good one that I can listen to. That's like, you know, English. I want a good English book or I want a good mystery or something like that. And she's my go-to. In our book club, I do get recommendations from our book club, and we do have a running Google Doc, and that helps. Mm -hmm. Everyone writes down their favorite things. So when you do find that little tribe of people that you like what they they read, then having a constant Google Doc or text that goes on so that when I go to the library, I can look that up and think, all right, I've already got 10 books that I can find that I want to read. And this is Beth. I don't read words generally (laughs) because that would require me to focus and or sit down. So I'm a big listener, but I can ingest some serious. I mean, I've been plowing through some audibles. She's always got like 20 new books. She's been in since we saw her last a month ago. It's true. So I use Overdrive or there's also an app called Libby, which is by Overdrive. And that's like the free public library. You use your um, library card to put in the numbers there to get an account. And then all the books are free to access. And I do that. And sometimes I just scroll through and choose a random book from there. But it is risky. I am I give up after a chapter. Like if it hasn't really just brought me in or if I see like, oh, this book's available, then I can go to Goodreads and be like, oh, well, some people say it's great. So I'm going to go ahead and try it out. But I think that listening to books is a really good way when you want to read books and everyone's talking about a book and you just aren't someone that can sit down and read it. You feel like you don't have time or that's not something you enjoy. Listening to them is such a great way to be able to hear the stories that everyone else is hearing and still be able to get things done. Absolutely. It blesses you either way. I'm blessed. So how, how much time do you guys spend reading books or listening to books? Would you, would you guess? I mean, I've got usually three to four books going at a time. You I'll, do? Oh yeah. Cause I'll have, I'll have what? a book that's on my nightstand that I read when I'm laying down in bed. So that's like a real book. And then I'll have a Kindle book that's on my phone. So if I'm in a line, and I'm stuck somewhere at an appointment, I'll start reading the Kindle book again. I've got an audible book going so that if I'm driving or something like that, I can be listening to a book. So I've usually got three to four going at once. And so so, confusing. She's like, is Darcy a vampire? (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. Like I love that because I get, I I get kind of bored. And so I, and they're all different genres. Like right now I'm reading a Jane Austen. I've got a spy novel that I'm listening to. And I've got a biography of a comedian that I'm, I've got on Kindle. So yeah, I can't do that. I can't even add up the hours because they're all just so fragmented, you know, but it's a lot. I think Beth probably goes through the most hours of listening. I do listen for a lot of hours. 50 hours a day. Maybe something like <laughs> that. About that. 50, 55. You know what the problem is? It's dangerous. Books are dangerous. Let's just spread the word. There's, 
because either if you're reading it, like my husband disappears to the bathroom for seven hours at a time if he's reading a book. And I just like have earphones in and my kids are like, Bob, we're bleeding out. And I'm like, I'm sorry, I'm on chapter 12. There's 30 more chapters. So like it can get very dangerous because you get hooked into the book. So I, I don't know. It's hard to say how. I read at least two books a month. Yeah, maybe more. Yeah, I think that's fair. Oh, yeah. What kinds of books do you guys like to read? We we got Camille's. She's. I was going to say, I just went. So. All right. I love, I have gotten so into the, just the clean Regency romances. That yeah. is my escape. And that is like my guilty pleasure. I read at night because I feel like nobody needs me at night. So I can read without anybody wanting me, interrupting me. And so it's like midnight and I'm like, just one more chapter, 2 a.m., just one more chapter. (laughs) But that's kind of been my escape. I like happy endings. I love love stories. That's what I love. I I think I've narrowed down what I like. I like a little bit of intense sadness mixed with some adventure, but then everyone ends up happy in the end. Because I was starting to read because I kind of liked like World War II books a lot. But then the ones that were really realistic and sad at the end, I was like, I hate this. <laughs> so I like all the like information and a little bit of drama and a little bit of sadness. But then in the end, everyone finds their mother. Yeah. That's all I really want. I just, so like I, I've narrowed it down because Andrea has often been like, what do, you, what do you even like to read? I'm so confused. And I'm like, so am I, Andrea. Yeah. So am I. Well, it's great doing the podcast because we're all starting to get a feel for what everyone's tolerance levels are. So like Andrea and I were just discussing a book that I absolutely love. And one of my favorites called North and South by Elizabeth Gaskell. It's not, it's not the mini series that was the North and South of the United States, but it's North and South of England. And I love it. It is one of my all time favorites. There's an amazing movie that the BBC made. And Beth was like, okay, okay. Would I love this? And Andrea and I look at each other and we're like, no, <laughs> you would not love not this. this no, this is too thick, too. It gets dark in some points, but everyone ends up happy. So I love that book. I find it beautiful. But yeah, that Beth would not like that book. I think it's awesome that you guys have this relationship with each other. And obviously after 100 episodes, sorry, 99 Woo-hoo! episodes, <laughs> you guys have this relationship. But how do you guys find people? So I think it was Andrea who said that you're in a book club. and But how do you guys find that tribe of people that you can talk books with? That's a good question. You have to hang out with really intelligent people that are sophisticated like myself. And then it's just so easy. It's just like all we do is just sit around, oh, books. But you know what? I think you just kind of learn over time, right? Like I went to a lunch with just some, a group of friends and they're actually like several new people that I met maybe one time or the first time I've met them. And I was like, Hey, I just finished a book. Everyone tell me your recommendations immediately. And so everyone was just kind of throwing books at me and I was adding them to my overdrive, you know, wait list or trying to add them to read. And so then all of a sudden I found out this one girl had like seven books that she recommended to me that I'd already read that I loved. So then I knew like, oh, we have the same taste in books. And then, you know, another girl recommended one and it ends up, I love that book too. And so I think just kind of, I bring up books all the time, just out with people and you can kind of get a feel when they start recommending like 50 shades of gray over and over. I'm like, maybe not, maybe me and you aren't going to read together, but, but maybe people with similar tastes, I can always go back to and ask them, Hey, what have you read lately that I can read? Yeah. I think talking about it is key. It'll come up in conversation and 
you you can tell pretty immediately as you talk about books that you love, whether they are going to be similar to you or not. Blank stares is a bad sign, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> like if you bring up books and you're talking about books. Oh, I thought that was people, a book title. Oh, I was like, yeah. What's blank stares That about? just looked at me like I had a worm <laughs> in my face. So no, if, if you bring up books that you love and you get a blank stare, that's a bad sign. Probably not the person you want to be talking to. Maybe ever. Cut that relationship yeah. totally. Get <laughs> <I> out. <know. laughs> yeah, so... Beth, I want to I want to talk to you a little bit more about Overdrive. So I don't I don't actually live in the states. So I have no idea what Overdrive is. What Amanda, is Overdrive? Bless you. So it's just an app. You can get it on your phone. I think even out of the country. But what do I know? I don't know. Let, me, um, let me find out, and then I'll know. <laughs> I know, but you get to live out of the country. So even if you can't get it, your life is still better. <laughs> but I love America. I just think it's cool. So. <laughs> so uh, so yeah, it's just an app. You go on there and you choose like your library. So maybe, I don't know, maybe you can't do it, but you choose your library, your local library, and then you put in your library card, you have a, you know, sign up with the username and password. And then it just gives you access to all the books. The downside with it is there are limited numbers. So like I was just on a wait list for like three months to get this audible book that I wanted to listen to. So you do have to wait. Sometimes you can do eBooks or audible, but, um, Yeah, it's an app. And I'm guessing there's a bunch of other free apps like this. This overdrives just the one I use. I don't know if there are a lot of other free ones. I think this one is because it's it's like a government thing because it's associated to your public library. Mm -hmm. But the other big one would be Audible by Mm -hmm. Amazon. But of course, that one you do have a fee. But that one, you can always get the book you want. But on whereas, Audible, yeah, you mm-hmm. immediately get it. And Overdrive, I gave up because at first I thought I must be doing it wrong because it did say, oh, you have you know, Three and a half it's going to be a long time before you get that book. But I now realize you just have to be patient and have lots of books in queue yeah. and then it'll work. And you have, there's a limit, like you can have like eight books on hold and five books checked out at a time. So I always just make sure to have all my hold slots fin- filled up and the checkout slots. And then you just plow through. It's just, you really got to commit to ignoring your kids. <laughs> <laughs> so do you do how how do you keep those spots filled up i'm trying to imagine when you finish a book and you get one off of hold or you know like do you fill it as the spot opens up or do you have like a running list of books that you're ready to read i just i fill up all the spots but then i also kind of have you know like just through book club or lunch groups or whatever i always kind of have a book in the back of my mind where it's like oh i want to see if i can get a hold of that one or you know someone mentions it like right then and there i'll open the app and look it up and see if it's available. And so it's just just kind of always having them filled up or just texting someone as soon as there is a spot open, being like, what should I read next? And then filling up then. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I can download the app, but I don't have a public library card. So oh, text me, I'll give you my number. <laughs> I got lots of kids, they have card numbers, they're not using it. <laughs> Oh, hey, that's a good segue to talking about the kids. So you said that your kids have library cards and they don't use Overdrive. Or they do. Or they don't. My kids don't. Do your guys no, use no. Overdrive or Audible? My kids use Audible. Yeah. My older, my kids, older kids all love like Audible. Like what ages? They're older all kids all meaning like uh, 12 and up? 12 and up. Yeah, only my oldest, my 18 year old, but she probably doesn't like the rest of them don't like what I listen to. It's my Audible account. So she has to listen to what I've put in there. And we're so cheap that I only get 
one book a month because that's what my credit pays for. And so, but my oldest daughter, she does listen to what's on our Audible. The rest of my kids, they don't. If they want to do an audio book, we just get it from the library. Yeah, I'm incredibly rich. And so I don't, <laughs> you don't worry about such things. Yeah, like I'm not money. nearly as um, cheap. Uh, yeah, as cheap as Andrea. <laughs> well, I figure if my, <laughs> if my kids want to read, uh, you know, my, my teenagers are on an Agatha Christie kick right now. And they're loving Poirot books and they're loving to listen to those. I've got a son who loves to write books. He's 14 and so uh, 15, I guess now. So I feel like, man, that's an investment in them hearing really great literature from a classic author. And so, yeah, they all love Audible 12 and up. My 12 year old loves all the Harry Potters. Well, even my eight-year-old daughter, she doesn't like to just sit in the car and watch a movie like the rest of the kids. She wants to listen to things. And so sometimes I'll put a book on like my overdrive, which I would never do with Audible because that is a sacred credit. Yeah. yeah. But I'll just put a kid's book on there, something she's heard about at school or something maybe my sister mentioned her daughters are listening to or something. Um, And she just listens to a book, which is a win-win for all of us because she's entertained and (laughs) not talking. And and, it's quieter uh, to have that in the background. Yeah. So yeah, she can just put in some earbuds and listen away. So yeah. you just mentioned that her friends will mention books that they're reading at school. How else do your kids find books? Do they? So uh, my kids are huge readers. All of them fly through a lot of books. Um, I used to try to keep up so that I could censor, <laughs> make sure that they weren't getting books I wouldn't want. Um, but I, there's no way I can read enough to keep up with all of them. So I, um, you know, if they find a series that they really like, mm-hmm. then we'll do a lot of web searches. Um, I'll type in, you know, series similar to Harry Potter or something like that so that we can find similarities. And then I go on to a great website called common sense media, and you can look up movies or books on that website. And it, lays it out. It's for parents. And so it rates, you know, this is how much violence is in it. This is how much sex is in it. This is how much swearing is in it, blah, 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 blah. So that you can look and see, you know, where that book falls on that list. And so we've done that a lot. That's like IMDB, but for books. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so they, they've opened that up to books. Also Amazon reviews are really great for books. Like if you We'll look up the reviews of specific books that they want. You can kind of get a sense of what that book's going to be like um, there. But I think that I think that one of the big mistakes that we as parents make is that we assume that books are maybe too big or too hard for kids at a young age, and that may be true, like for their reading level. But there is a powerful advantage to them listening to books. And so my husband loves to read books to the kids. That's his favorite thing. If he could choose one thing to do during the day, that is what he would choose. And so, you know, I would think that huge books like all of the Chronicles of Narnia or the Lord of the Rings or books like that are way too big for a five-year-old. But he started all of our kids on books around the age of five to seven, um, where he'll just read a little bit every night. And I think that it's powerful for them to see wow, dad just read this like 800 page book to me and I loved it. And so it it gets rid of that fear, I think, for them. And 
and it broadens the horizon of what you can get for them to read or read to them. It takes it from a really small selection of kids' books to That's really an amazing way literature. to transition from picture books into you know bigger books. I hadn't even thought about that as a transition, yeah. but it is, yeah. Yeah, I, I'll tell you, The Chronicles of Narnia, now that is a Ooh, great, a great little one. kid's book, because my son, he just barely turned seven, and uh, my husband started reading that to him, and man, every night, he's like, <laughs> we gotta go read, I'm learning how Narnia was made, I'm learning all these things, and so he loves it, he just, it, it you know, you don't get a better author than C.S. Lewis, I mean, it's incredible writing, and so if we just limit kids to you know Percy Jackson when they're 12 and we think that's all they can handle they are missing a whole world of amazing stories that are so much and with that let's just wrap this up and go I I agree I wholeheartedly (laughs) agree with that well I've got one more question for you but before we get to that where can people go to find out more about your podcast family looking up uh, they can go to our website, familylookingup.com. They can find us. That's where they can stream it. They can look at show notes. And we've got some other things that are going to be starting on that website in the next couple of months, different resources. They can also find us on any um, podcast carrier, Apple, iTunes, or Google Play as Family Looking Up. Or on social media, they can find us at Family Looking Up. Kept it simple. Awesome. So what would be your one recommendation for people that you would want them to do? Sort of your call to action, if you will. When I'm thinking about kids, I think forever I tried to steer my kids into what I thought they should be reading, especially my boys, and trying to push them a little harder to read at a little bit more advanced level. And I finally realized that I hate it when people tell me what to read. And I have my own opinion of what I like to read. And so I just kind of eased up a bit and let them read. If they wanted to read Captain Underpants, I was like, great, go read Captain Underpants or whatever. And so it really cultivated that love of literature. And so when I step back and I let them choose, then on their own, they started advancing and it made for much positive experience for both of us. And so I guess I would say that as far as kids reading is let them have say in what they're reading. That's a good one, Andrea. That is really? a good one. Yeah. I was like 55 words. Job. <laughs> Hashtag. <laughs> Hashtag let them read. <laughs> the thing that keeps coming to my mind is my kids weren't reader. I mean, my oldest is only 10, but him and my eight-year-old both just really, really fought against reading. And a few things that we did was I read books aloud to them and then did a movie party. So we'd find a book that had a movie with it and we'd read the book and then I'd make the treats and watch the movie. And that helped them want to at least hear books from me. And then as they've started reading more and more on their own, my mom set up a really great book club with the cousins. So my kids and all the cousins, and she has them read a book and write a book report on it. And then she pays them per chapter, which has encouraged Carson to read thicker and thicker books because he's like wait a second 25 cents a chapter if I read 40 chapters you know so my mom my mom has done really really great at that and I think things like that sometimes we just think kids should just do it just because they should do it but I think sometimes we really do need to think back on maybe we love reading but maybe we didn't always or some people even as adults still just don't find any joy in it and finding ways to help encourage that so it is a funner experience a more fun experience than just drudgery Mm. 
that the right word? Drudgery. Yeah. Drudgery. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yeah, you must read a lot. <laughs> well done, Jeff. <laughs> Usually I say a word and then Camille immediately like, no, that's, that's not, not a word. That's not the word. <laughs> um, I would say for me, um, I'm going to focus on, on moms or dads who might be listening, but mine is going to be branch out a little in the way you're reading. So, you know, try Kindle, try Audible, try all of it and paper books, try just all the different forms. I think branching out in that way and branching out and trying different kinds of books. I've been really surprised. You know, I, I had never really read, I love Jane Austen, but I hadn't read a lot of big classics. And um, a few years ago, I decided, you know what, I'm going to read some classics, you know? And so I, I did Jane Eyre and holy cow, I loved it. And it really surprised me. So I've I've read some thicker things and learned that I really love it. And I wouldn't have known that. So I'd say, you know, challenge yourself. Listen to a different formats and try harder things. And I think people will be surprised what new things they learn. Wonderful. Thank you, Beth, Camille, and Andrea for joining us today on One Page at a Time. And I hope that we are able to say words ourselves with <laughs> I hope for go with world peace usually that's that's I hope, I hope world peace Hashtag I hope peace that world. your takeaways inspire us all <laughs> for world peace no they will, they will. There you really, go. thank you no thank it's been really fun to talk to you what a refreshing fun interview I just love hearing them. I love, and I love talking to them. I thought that that was just a great way to hear from these women who have a lot of experience. I mean, 15 kids is nothing to shy away from. So I'm glad that we were able to hear from them, get some things. I definitely am going to be figuring out how, who to steal library information from to get that going tomorrow let you know let's 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 not uh let's not start accusing ourselves of thievery here let's let's just spread the love you are share share share. that's a good word whose library card are you going to share yes well libraries share books exactly they're all about sharing and honestly i i just feel like the more books and the more access to books that we can put out there in the world it just makes things better and makes lives better so I am all for sharing of that access if we at all possibly can. Fabulous. Yes. And I have to say, speaking of these these library apps, um, so these wonderful ladies we're talking about, they use Overdrive. I use one called Libby, which is by the same company. To be honest, I don't know the difference between the two. I haven't looked into it too much. Um, but they're... Sounds like a future episode. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> um but I, so I use Libby and they were saying that their kids don't, don't use their overdrive. And I have to say that I use mine quite a bit with my kids. So mine are six, three and one right now, but we over this, this past summer have gotten really into audiobooks, which has never been my thing. I've never liked audiobooks. I don't like having someone else's voice in my mind. When I hear the story, I like to come up with my own voices, but in certain situations, if it's an audiobook or nothing, I have decided that an audiobook is definitely the way to go. 
So um, I, and, and my kids have just jumped on board. So I use my Libby app for audiobooks for the kids all the time. We've got three going right now. We've got the Mercy, Mercy Watson collection by Kate DiCamillo, which is awesome. My three-year-old is really into Mercy Watson right now. And then, and so we've got two books from that series going right now. And we also have one for my older son called The Terrible Two by Mac Barnett. And it's hilarious. He loves it. It's about two pranksters who like to prank their friends. So um, I just have to say that my kids, at even at a fairly young age, we use the the Libby app quite a bit with those audiobooks for them. That's awesome. I Because right now we're listening to a podcast called Circle Round, and it's stories that we love the podcast, but, you know, right before bed, we're using that. And I just, well, okay, so number one, there aren't that many episodes. And so we end up going through them. We go through them quickly. And so we know the stories really well. So I'm thinking that this might be a good, like, they inspired me to start reading chapter books to my kids and to see how it goes so that we can have at least, a, you know, some variety. So yeah, I'm, I'm excited to try Libby or Overdrive or something because I, I think I do have a library card for South Dakota, maybe, I don't know. I'll have to see. But I have also heard Definitely rumors. Definitely worth looking into and figuring out. Yeah, well, I've heard rumors that you can sign up with the Houston library. We're going to have to investigate this. I think this is going to be an episode. We're going to have to figure out library We should. We should do systems. some research yeah. into it. Because um, I know my library system, you don't have to be a resident of the county to get a library card. Anybody can get a library card at my county's library. And so I think more and more libraries are, are becoming a lot more open and not just um, exclusive to the residents of that city or county. Um, so this definitely is going to be worth looking into. And I, I do think that we should dedicate some more time and research and then an episode or two to kind of giving people a, an insight. Because I thought everybody knew that you could have multiple cards on your Libby app and and these wonderful ladies didn't know that yet and so there are people out there who still don't know that that's a thing and that's possibility so let's let's get the word out yeah well I didn't even know about Libby I had to google it when <laughs> so I had no idea I was completely <laughs> clueless and I'm doing a podcast about books so <laughs> <laughs> so it just goes to show you that there's so much information and so many resources out there. And that's why we wanted to do this podcast is to have a, a source where people can find these resources. And we're learning on the way, but that means that everybody else can learn along with us. Oh, thanks, Jill. That makes me feel better. You're making me feel better about myself. Oh, you're welcome. <laughs> that's what I'm here well, for. Well, I'm excited to get started with this. I'm excited to look at different options. I want to find like book club people. I want to find my tribe. Because Jill, you give amazing recommendations, if I do say so myself. We are very much on the same track here, but I never have any books to recommend because I just read the ones that you recommend to me. And then <laughs> I don't have anything to give back to you. So I need to start contributing. So this is a reciprocal relationship between the two of us here. It is. Anyway, so well, we hope you liked the episode today. And if you did, feel free to subscribe so that you can make sure and hit up all of our future episodes and also share it with a friend. We are all about getting this information out there. So help us along and tell a friend about us. 